0: You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. Hello, hello, my friends. This is the. S Anthony Says podcast. I am your host, S Anthony Thomas. Thank you for coming back. Much love to you. Can we just just talk about Facebook? Can we talk about that now? Can we can we can we talk about that? You read the article, I'm sure, about how they were manipulating the news feed to find out how their you know, their uh, their customers felt about certain things. And what I mean by that is, they noticed that they wanted to find out if they put more sad things into the news feed, if people would become more sad. And if they put happy things into the newsfeed, if people will become happy. And they found out that that, in fact, was the case. And I have found out that they're a bunch of morons, because who didn't know that? Who didn't know that if you're around sad people, you were going to write sad things and feel bad? If you're around happy people, you're going to write happy things and feel good. Who didn't know that? Three-year-olds know that. That's why three-year-olds don't watch dramas. They watch cartoons. Because three-year-olds aren't jackasses yet. That is an amazing thing when big companies start playing stupid games with people. First of all, I have no problem with Facebook as an entity. Because quite frankly, Facebook to me has a, a really... There's a need for Facebook. And the need for Facebook for me is it gives me the opportunity to not talk to people that I don't want to talk to. Right? You have friends that you care enough about that you want to find out how they're doing, but you don't care enough about them where you want to have a long conversation with their behinds, do you? Of course. That's what you have pokes for. That's why you go to their wall and take a look at their stupid kids. I don't want to go to your kids' recital. Okay? All right? I don't have any kids. It's not like I can go, oh, if I got to go to your kids' recital, then you can go to my kids' recital. I don't even have anything to get back at you with yet. So you know damn well I don't wanna see that. No, I don't want to see the birthing video of your kids. I don't want to see your wife's genitals. Okay, not in okay, I, I kinda do, but I don't want to see them like that. Okay, you sick bastards. But the thing that annoys me about Facebook is the simple fact that they go through all of this trouble and go through the the bad PR of doing something that dumb. They already know everything about us. Every time you go on Facebook, they're asking you more questions. Do you like this? What about this? Do you like this book? Do you like this movie? Do you like this music? What about this? What about that? I've been on Facebook since 2009. And these jackasses are still telling me that my Facebook profile is only 80% complete. How the hell is my Facebook profile only 80% complete when I've been on there since two? Thousand and nine. If you lived across the street from me, since two thousand and nine, you will know everything about me, even if we never talk to each other. You know that I'm five foot eight, uh, five foot eight and a half inches tall. You know that I'm an incredibly good looking black man with with delicious dimples in his cheeks. You know that I like to give myself really stupid compliments in the middle of a rant on my podcast. You would know these things. You know what type of woman I I like because you'd see the women that I brought home. You know that I drive a Toyota Camry. You would know all of these things about me. Why? Because you will have gleaned it by being around me. And Facebook is just like that. They know who you're talking to. They know who your relatives are because you follow your relatives on Facebook. They know what they like. They know who your friends are. They know who your family is. They know what food you eat. Why? Because you jackasses keep putting pictures of it up there. They know everything about you, yet they keep asking more questions. What more do you want, Facebook? You know everything anyway. You change the privacy settings every five seconds. I don't know why. What do, What is it that people don't know about me now at this point? What is it that people don't know about everybody at this point? You know? And if you really think about it, there's likes, every time you go on the internet, there's a a like button on everything. So you know what I like. I'm willingly giving you information and lots of information. You know what movies I like. You know what food I like. You know what news articles I like. And you use that information to put ads on the right side of my screen. And I'm okay with that. I know about that. You told me about that. And since you told me about that, I have no problem with that. So why the manipulation? Why would you actually manipulate your own news feed on your site as an experiment? It doesn't make any sense. You know, stop manipulating people, Facebook. It's not cool. You already have enough information on everybody, man. You're getting too big, Facebook. You got so many people using your site now that... You'd realize you can't really get more people. There's 7 billion people on the planet. And in the developed world, most of the, you know, the, when you think of just the developed world, you, probably, you pretty much got all of the developed world. And the, the quote, undeveloped world, you're not going to be getting them anytime soon. So you pretty much reached the saturation point, which means now you got to get more out of the people you already have. You got to keep asking them questions every five seconds. Even though you know everything about them, you know where they went to school, you know everything. And now you want to find out whether or not you can make them sad or happy based on what you allow into their newsfeed. For such smart people, that was such a dumb thing to do. We live in a land now where we're trying to fight for net neutrality. We're living in a world now where we have Edward Snowden going over to Russia because he let people know that the NSA was basically digging in all of our behinds. People are freaked out by all of this stuff that people know about them. People are angry because people know too much about them. People don't want their data given away without their permission. And then when you have a site that you trust, where all your family and friends are, they decide to manipulate everything. Come on, Facebook. You know, Facebook is like that, you know, like the lovable bad guy. You know, as long as he doesn't mess with you or he doesn't do anything too bad, you kind of put up with him. You know, everybody has that friend that does dumb crap. You know, he's the kind of guy that hits on everybody's girlfriend, but he doesn't hit on his core friend's girlfriends. He won't do that, but he'll hit on everybody else's girlfriend. He'll sleep with some other, somebody else's wife. He won't do that to his friends. He won't even try to do that to his friends, but he'll do it to other people, and you know what's wrong, but he's not messing with you, so you put up with it, right? And that's what Facebook is starting to become, You know, Facebook is starting to be like that significant other that says, "Listen, I'm a flirt, okay? I'm gonna flirt with people, but it's okay. I'm not gonna do anything to them. I'm just gonna flirt." And that's what Facebook did. Listen, I'm gonna take all your information. You read which is which. You check the box. I'm going to take all your information. Yes, I'm going to use it to make targeted ads, but I'm telling you up front, you want to be on Facebook. It's not going to cost you anything. You're going to get to keep in contact with all of these people. You're going to get to use me so they don't have to, you don't actually have to talk to these jackasses and have long conversations and all of that bull crap. You don't have to do any of that crap. I'm going to do that for you, but what I need you people to do for me is to give me your information so I can use it to send targeted ads to you. And that is just like, Your friend going, or no, your significant other going, I'm a flirt. You're going to catch me looking at other people, but I'm not going to do anything to them. You may even catch me being a little too cozy, but don't take that personally. I'm just a gregarious person. I'm an outgoing person. I'm a loving person. I hug people. It is what it is. I didn't have sex with anybody. I'm just like to have lunch. I didn't do anything. And you believe them. And then one day, boom. You catch them with their hands inappropriately placed on someone, a member of the opposite sex. And that's what this is with Facebook. We knew that you were flirt, a.k.a. We knew that you were going to take all the information that we willingly gave you and target the ads. Fine. I don't like it. I don't want you using, getting my information, but whatever. I like the other part of you so much that I'll put up with that. I don't like it, but I'll put up with it. And then you did this. I mean, if you really just think about it logically, just think about it on a more grand scale to manipulate the mood of your customers. That means you had to willingly make customers sad to see if they could be sad and uncomfortable to see if they could be uncomfortable and feel bad to see if they can feel bad, which is, you know, and and also you had customers uh, uh, that you made feel good by putting happy things in their posts but you had to intentionally make people feel bad. You had to do that to get the result. It just, logic states that. If you wanted to see if people can be happy and people can be sad, you had to manipulate the news feed to get that result, which means you intentionally made people sad. You did that. That's what you did. Would you, would you, would you as, a, as an individual, as individuals, would you want to be around anyone that intentionally made you sad? Hmm? That intentionally tried to get a bad reaction from you? See, little companies don't do crap like that. See, a little company, a corner store, would never try to manipulate you that way. If anything, they would try to do what you they, uh, you would want them to do, right? I've seen companies come into a, into the neighborhoods selling a specific product. But then the customers would go, Do you have any blah blah blahs? And they go, Oh no, we do not carry blah blah blahs. Oh man, that's too bad, because I buy a lot of that. Oh, you do? Well, I will get it for you. And I've heard them say that. There was a guy that, that ran a that ran a uh a, a lunch truck that was on my way home um, from another place that I used to work. And I used to see him every day and we became kind of friendly. And he goes, Hey man, you, you don't buy you don't buy that much stuff from me. I said, Well, i buy some stuff from you. you know, but uh you know, I I I would buy more stuff, but it's like I I you know you don't sell you know what I want for breakfast you don't like this i said nah. i like i like, a, I like a breakfast wraps you know what you know and he goes really i said yeah he says well how often would you buy it well that's the kind of thing i'd like to have every day He says you know what i'll get it for you if you buy for me every day i said if you have it every day i will buy it i come by the next day he has it i buy it he knew what i wanted and made sure i got it and just like i said I would. i bought that thing from him every day he saw what we needed what i wanted and what the customers wanted, and they changed to make the, cu- make the experience better for the customer. That's what a small company does. That's what a lunch truck does. That's what a corner store does. But sometimes when a company gets really, really big, they decide, you know what, I'm going to do what I want. Instead of trying to make it better for the customer, I'm just going to do whatever it takes, no matter what the consequences are, to make it better for me, to get more for me. Right, Walmart? Incredibly... Profitable business that doesn't give a crap about the employees having health care. It doesn't give a crap about the companies that they run out of town. Right, Facebook? Who has, a, who has a, enough people in the Facebook universe where it's, it would be the size of a massive, co- it would be a continent. A big continent. If you took all the people who were on Facebook and put them in one place. A billion in chains. That's how many people are in China or in, or in India. So what did you do? The People that, that, that are on Facebook keep telling you over and over again, please stop changing the privacy settings. Please stop doing this, but you don't listen. If you have enough wherewithal to be able to figure out what I like to buy and put that ad up there, you should be able to figure out that if I intentionally, every time you change the privacy settings, go into the privacy settings and set it so people who I don't want to see my stuff can't see my stuff, where I have the option of with each specific post to decide who I want to see that. You should be able to do that and have whatever I chose be the default, but you don't do that. Why would you manipulate people, guys? It doesn't make sense. This is the land of the internet, my friends. You're an internet company. You know that there's nothing safe on the internet. You know that everybody finds out everything. You see politicians all the time showing pictures of their genitals. And what happens? Bang, it comes out. You see people all the time. High-level government officials with this clearance and that clearance and this amount of money and this kind of power. And their emails get out. What did you think was going to happen? People are already PO'd at you. What did you think was going to happen when people found out that you intentionally made a section of people feel bad just to see if you could do it on your news feed? What do you think that what kind there are people right now? I've seen tweets, people that follow me and I got 6,000 and change Twitter followers. And growing. And they say, I just quit Facebook. I just quit Facebook. I, you see that all over the place. I just quit Facebook. I just quit Facebook. Is that what you wanted? Was that, was that the goal? Was that, is, is this all a grand experiment? Is it a big Facebook experiment where it's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a company. It's going to become a gigantic company. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to manipulate people so much so that they decide that they're going to leave Facebook entirely. I want to find out how much of a piece of crap I can be to people, and how much I can ignore what they want, and how much I can manipulate them, and how much I can play with their information, and how big I can get before they decide, and masse, to leave. Because that's what's going to happen. No matter how big a company gets, you keep messing with people, you keep playing stupid games, you keep manipulating people, they will leave. Stop messing with people, Facebook. Listen to the S-Man. I have spoken. Just trying to tell you. Keep messing around. and Your ass is going to go the way of MySpace. Remember MySpace? You don't? Exactly. You know what, guys? This is segment two. You know what I want to talk to you about in this segment? People that don't realize that they're idiots. (laughs) Okay, I didn't mean it that way. What I mean by that is, you ever have somebody vent to you, I mean, literally call you to them, to listen to them vent about something and then somehow some way it becomes about you you know you're listening to them vent about oh man this is horrible man this happened and this is wrong and this this, it is that this and you're sitting there going yeah 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 now you don't want to be there but you realize this person is your friend they need to vent they're having a problem they need to get this off of their chest and you're happy to do that now in your mind you may be someplace else you may be thinking about something else. You may be planning the rest of your day, but you're giving them the, yeah, face and the affirmations, right? And so they're going, oh, my wife, this, this man, and then she, and then she just this, and and then somehow, some way in the middle of the vent, it becomes about you. All of a sudden, they've got bad things to say about you. They're attacking you. You did something wrong. And you're thinking, What? How the hell did this become about me? You know, man, it's your fault, man. You're the one that introduced me, man. And she's crazy, and she did all this stuff, and you did it. And it wouldn't be you, I wouldn't have been married to you in the first place. And you be, <laughs> and then he kept getting going on and on, and then he went from that to other stuff that didn't believe. Really... I'm going, well, I thought that was resolved a long time ago. Yeah, but you introduced me to her, man, and she's, be... <laughs> I'm going, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I introduced you to her. You married her, you see. I said, hi, this is so-and-so, and and hey, maybe you meet so-and-so. Yeah, see, at that point, I was out of it, right? If I handed you a fork at the dinner table, and then you ran into the other room, and you fell on it, you can't go, see, it's your fault I got this hole in my arm. You're the one that handed me the fork. No, I handed you a fork. What you did with the fork after that is up to you, okay? Yes, I introduced you to her. You married her, you dated her, you had sex with her, you have the children with her. I didn't do anything like that. I don't remember pulling off both of your clothes. I don't remember laying her down. I don't remember taking your pants off and putting your penis in her. You did that. Can't blame me. Because <laughs> people, people will, I know that people lash out when they're upset. But the thing is, we got to realize, as adults, as intelligent adults, if somebody is taking their time out to listen to us vent, we cannot take shots at that person. That's got to be the rule. We've got to agree on that rule because it's really annoying when you take time out of your day to listen to somebody else whine about their problems that have nothing to do with you. And as a friend, you do it, and somehow it becomes about you. You know? I mean, is people. Do you realize how ridiculous it is to take a shot at the person listening to you vent? Take a shot at the person trying to help you out? That's like getting. That's like driving your car being on the side of the road and some motorists or sometimes they have these guys on the side of the freeway that'll help out motorists you know maybe they're working on the road or maybe they're just kind of hanging around but they'll help you out and some people actually like to do that they, they enjoy it. they i don't know what the deal is but they really love doing it so you say you're driving your car you're on the side of the road you're about to change the tire or maybe your car overheats and some guy who you know uh, comes over he's got water for the radiator and he hooks you up but he won't take any money or he helps you uh, fix a tire or whatever now imagine if when he's doing that while he was fixing the tire you're going you're gonna do it like that i mean really is that is that how you loosen the the nut on the on the car god you're an idiot and look at those shoes what kind of stupid looking shoes you got on you're a moron man what the hell are you doing on the side of the road? What kind of weirdo is out here helping strangers? Are you going to kidnap me or something? What kind of losery? I mean, come on, man. Is this your career? To stand on the side of the road and help people? What a punk. Come on, man. You wouldn't do that. You would be grateful that the person helped you with your tire. You'd be saying thank you. Hey, man, thanks a lot. It happened to me once. My car overheated. And I had taken... Um, I usually have an emergency kit in the back of my car. You know, fix a flat, this, that. So usually whatever happens, I have the... uh the, the solution to the problem in the trunk of my car. On this particular occasion, I was moving a friend—a friend, actually, a friend, his relative. I was taking a relative to college, so I was driving him, his mom, and and some other and some kids to, to the school. So he wanted to see the school and walk around the school, and uh, I had to, My car was working and his wasn't, so I drove him there. No big deal. But what happened was because I was taking so much of his stuff to move him into this to, to college, I had to take the emergency kit out of my trunk. And I never had problems before, no flat tires, no, this particular occasion, something happened, car overheats, guy from who was, I don't know what he, I think he was a construction worker or something, and they come over and they help me with the car, they give me some water, we sit there for a while, car cools down, I, you know, I get the car fixed, but they help me out. But it never occurred to me to diss them. <laughs> it would never occur to me to diss the people that were helping me with my car, never. So why do people do that when you when they vent why do they take a shot at the person listening to them right you know, this is an, it's like when um a spouse your spouse your spouse will be nice to people all day long or then they'll have a bad day and you you come up hey honey, how's it going you motherfucker' it's like whoa 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 hello why are you being mean to me I'm just trying to find out what's wrong I see you upset you're my spouse I want to make you happy I'm trying to find out why. You have that look on your face. I know that look on your face. That look is the look of death. I want to make sure that look is off your face. You're just trying to make me feel better so you can have sex with me. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, I'm not trying to make you feel better because I want to have sex with you. I want to have sex with you, but I also want you to feel better. You're just a one-track mind. See, that's what happens when you're close to people. They forget that you're a human being sometimes, and they gotta and and, and you just don't and and I can't believe you and you, you 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 you. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's just when you're close to somebody, you forget that they're human beings and think of them as an extension of yourself. And because they're an extension of you, you have the right to do and say whatever the hell you want to. But if you're a friend to somebody, the person could be venting and complaining about something else. And because you, they think of you as an extension of them. It's okay for them to go off on you. And I'm going, I mean, and I'm, I'm starting to think now. i like, wait a minute. You're not even mad at me. You think of me as an extension of yourself. So really, you're kind of mad at you. You're mad at you because of what you did to make your wife upset. You're mad at, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing And then with the spouse. Wait a minute. Why are you mad at me? I wasn't at your job. What are you yelling at me for? Hello, I'm the one that gives you orgasms. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> I've learned, seriously, I've learned a long time ago, I compartmentalize that stuff. Now, not in one of those ways where you, you know, you keep your feelings inside. No, no, no. What I mean by that is, if I'm mad at somebody else, I'm not going to take it out on you. Every girlfriend, if you've ever found my girlfriends, they would tell you, even when I was just ticked off at somebody else, when I came home or when I was with them, I never, 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 never took it out on them. They would know I was upset. You okay? Yeah, I'm just ticked off. This happened, that happened, this happened, that happened. But how you doing, pretty face? Yeah. That's how it is. There's no reason to smash the person that's letting you vent. There's no reason to smash the person that's helping you out. You shouldn't do that. It's a bad idea. Especially with a spouse, because they're there when you're sleeping. They can do things to you. And it's the same thing with a friend. Don't diss your friend, especially somebody like me. I'm always the designated driver. You don't want to take me off. I could leave you someplace. Amen. Hey man, I can't stand the way you do that, man. F you, man, F you, baby, baby, baby. Okay. Well, somebody's going to pick a fight tonight, and they're going to need someone sober and who, who who's pretty nice with his hands and also good at negotiating his way out of fights to keep you from getting your ass whipped but since I'm a piece of shit right now because you're drunk I think I'm just going to leave you here at the bar for a while and let your big mouth get you in trouble and get your ass whipped how about that huh? okay I wouldn't actually do that to anybody but <laughs> but I can be honest with you I was definitely tempted on a few occasions because a lot of people think that uh, alcohol is truth serum I think anything that heightens your senses to the point where it's beyond where you can control them is truth serum being really angry is truth serum being drunk is truth serum not being emotionally attached to somebody is truth serum you ever notice how mean somebody could be to you if you're in a relationship and they don't care about you anymore they've already in their mind moved on either to someone else or just moved away from you See how mean all of a sudden they can get well you never was nobody and you didn't get and you yeah, yeah well guess what bitch you ain't nothing <laughs> When we get upset, when we vent to somebody, we're at that state where we're angry and pissed off. When we Because that's what you do in vent. Vent is just like anything. It's like a vent you have in a, in, a, in a boiler. It's too much pressure. So you have to let it out or it's going to explode. But if you notice, what comes out of the vent is steam. And if you get close to that steam, you get burned. Even though you had nothing to do with the buildup of the steam in the boiler. You didn't do that. The boiler was just built up too much pressure. And it's the same thing with people. Too much pressure builds up. If you get too close to them, you get burned. You're not the one that caused the problem, but you're next to where the steam's coming out. (laughs) And that is just the most that is just the funniest thing in the world. Because the next day, once the vent venting is over, they feel bad about burning it. But you still got the burn marks. It's like, you just burnt my arm up. Sorry, man. But that's all right. Your friend S. Anthony is wearing a a heat-resistant suit. That's right. So if you need to vent, and if occasionally you turn into a complete a-hole during the venting session and you decide to take shots at me even though I'm the one helping your punk ass, that's okay. I'll just talk about you on my podcast and hundreds of people, and soon to be thousands of people, and hopefully at some point in the near future millions of people will realize that On a a specific day in the past, S. Anthony's friend was a complete jerk-off, but S. Anthony didn't mind because he loves the guy, and we're still good friends. Okay, I'm glad I stopped recording. All right, listen. Now that we stop recording the podcast, I just want to let you know right now. Excuse me, are you the hit man? Well, I probably shouldn't say. Well, that's okay. The recorder's off. Listen. My friend was talking all his bull crap about me, you know what I'm saying, after I tried to help him out. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to his house. I'm gonna give you a blueprint to his house and I'm gonna let you know when he's there and when he's sleeping. Now make sure when you finish him off, when, you, you know, when you're about to finish him off the last time after the vicious beating, I want you to look down at him and I want you to say, this is for being mean to S. Anthony, and then I want you to finish him off. And then when it's done, you call me up and let me know. And I want a picture of the body. You understand? And we're going to put this punk in the ground. I can't believe he going to get, I go over there and listen to his problems. He's going to vent to me and then he's going to talk all that crap. But that's why I'm giving you this money to finish his ass off. That's right. No, that's Okay no I stopped recording the podcast when you came in, yeah, because I want to make sure we get this job done. You understand? what I'm saying now, make sure whatever you do, you make sure you keep, make sure that there are no ties back to me when this punk ass disappears. Because I, nobody gives me a hard time. You understand? You know how many people I've paid that have hit that have pissed me off? That's right. Everybody thinks my grandma died of natural causes. Get out of here! I, oh shit, the red light's still on. <laughs> I thought I thought I pushed the button to stop the recording. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that uh, part about the hitman wasn't that a, wasn't that a funny comedy sketch I threw on the end of that uh, on the end of the segment. <laughs> Get out of here quickly! I gotta find a way to erase this shit. Am I the only one that's surprised by how much you want to actually just stab people that honk the horn at the moment that the light turns? You know, I mean, I was driving down the street and I was about to make a right turn. The light had turned red, which means the the, ca- the cars coming from the left had the right of way. But the truck behind me kept hammering on their horn as if they were saying, listen, um, <laughs> I have to be where I need to be four seconds faster. So I was wondering if you could endanger the life of you and your passenger, because it's very, very important that I, a person that you don't know, and I, a person you don't like and couldn't possibly like because I'm a complete asshole, I need to believe the place that I'm going four seconds faster. Now, you're probably looking at my vehicle and realizing that obviously I'm not some, uh, uh, some billionaire who's going off to some big deal. It's not an emergency vehicle. It's not that you don't see a woman in uh, in labor in the seat next to me. No, 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 no. I actually want to just go home and read my newspaper and have conversations with my equally stupid friends about what we do. If we were the general manager of the home team. And I think that's much, much more important than you than you uh uh being alive. So whatever you do, please make that right turn right into oncoming traffic and be sideswiped and mutilated. I mean, I've really got to get home. We need to have a police force that, you know, sometimes it's it's not just a ticket. See, 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 I don't necessarily want the person to get a ticket because they didn't actually do anything. They were just an asshole. But sometimes people need to be be pointed out as an asshole just to make it so that they know it's not something that they want to do on a regular basis. Because a lot of the times, you know, people will. Bang on there! They have an extremely loud horn, and they'll honk the horn really loud and startle people. I don't know. Maybe maybe they think that's hilarious. But but we we have to have something that lets people know that being an asshole is not acceptable because there's too many assholes in the world, and too many times the assholes get away with being assholes. We got to do something. You know, bring the scarlet letter back, man. Write the word asshole across their forehead in paint that cannot be removed except by a a cleaning agent that you have to get through the courts, meaning the court puts it on. The court has to take it off. And that's that. And if you take it off, you got to put it back on for longer. You know, I mean, really, because because essentially if, if somebody's walking down the street with asshole across their forehead, I'll be honest with you, that'd be pretty damn funny. You know, and I really wish that the police could actually apply the asshole stamp to their forehead on the spot. I don't want the police officers to have ass an asshole stencil put it across the forehead and spray paint that crap on on the spot. That would be awesome. You know how great it would be that you are driving down there and somebody's tailgating and honking a horn, and they're not going to any place important. They just want to be in the car in front of you, and they're just being assholes and just being douches, and just to have the police officers pull them over, get out of the car, sir. What? Did just you were tailgating that person? You almost caused an accident. Get out of the car, sir. Then he motions over to his <laughs> and the police officer motions over to his his partner. Bring the stencil. Oh, come on, not the stencil. You yeah, you get the stencil. Hold still. Give me the, give me the spray paint. Ksss, see, asshole. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be so good. That would be so so damn awesome, man. Because those people really need, because like I said, in many cases, they're just being asses and maybe they're having a bad day. I don't necessarily want to cost them a lot of money. I don't want them to go to jail or anything. I don't want them to lose their license or anything like that. But they need to know they're being assholes and they need to be shamed out of being assholes. You ever see a, a parent discipline their kid way too much? Enough so that you feel uncomfortable, but not enough for them to have the child taken away. Oh, please. Stencil asshole across that lady's forehead. Oh, oh, that'd be so good. Oh, that'd be so awesome. The only problem with that is kids are so smart nowadays and the the parent would raise their hand back up and the kid, I'm going to get the stencil, people. Shut up, punk. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, can't you think of places where, where people who are just complete a-holes need to be shamed out of being a-holes, need to be taught a lesson for being a-holes. They need that. You know what I'm saying? What about you have a whole asshole family? What about if you have a whole asshole family? You know what? You don't necessarily have to stencil all of their heads. I mean, you should stencil onto their heads. But what about this smart enough? to? Well, I have to wear this stencil on my head for a week. But uh, guess what? I'm staying in the house. How about that? Well, write it on the side of their car. Put a big red asshole right across. No, well, not an actual asshole. But the word asshole across the hood of the car, the back of the car, the side of the car. And something that can be removed without damaging the car. But something that they can't take off. Put an asshole sign in front of the house. In this house lives a whole bunch of assholes. Just put that sign out there. Oh, that would be the best. The only bad part about it is, it, with with politicians, you would you would you would you wouldn't even have to necessi- you wouldn't even have to necessarily uh, tell people that they're that they're that they're politicians because politicians would have the word asshole across their forehead forehead twenty four seven. Right, I know whole cable news stations where all the damn anchors would have that word stamped across their foreheads on a regular basis. But it's true. It's a lot of assholes in the world, you know. And the thing about it is, you know, imagine <laughs> I just imagine there'd be people that just don't care because there's people that that know they're assholes and they're not embarrassed by it, you know. I know people who I bet you there'd be people that would do something assholish. In preparation for something even more assholeish that they wanted to do, so they already have the asshole stamp on their head so they can go ahead and do the thing they really want to do, they cut somebody off in traffic, get the asshole stamp, and then go to work and be a real asshole i already got an asshole stamp it doesn't matter anymore i can do what i want now i got a whole week of being able to do do what i want because i got the asshole stamp on my forehead you know i'm an asshole you can tell i'm an asshole and you're dealing with me anyway so who's really the asshole is it me the asshole who has asshole stamped on his forehead or you the asshole who's dealing with an asshole like me knowing that i'm an asshole because it's asshole stamped on my forehead who's the real asshole here i think it's you you're the real asshole that would be kind of funny though because I know in, in other countries you know Singapore they cane people we never cane people here I mean not like that now granted in some places and you know police will take you around the corner and beat the shit out of you but it's not the same thing it's, not, it's technically not sanctioned for them to do that but you know you see punishments of different types around the world you know and I think that here you see, it, it, here we have to do something that's not so mean. that do. We don't want to bust anybody's ass and, and hurt them or anything, but you definitely. I mean, they, we have to have a little bit of shame left, right? I mean, is there any shame left? I know when we turn, we look at pop stars and actors and actresses and people who are celebrities, and you know, every time they they go into drug rehab, they come back out, their movies go to number one, or you know, they have they do all sorts of weird sex stuff or get into fights in a bar and. You know, they beat up their girlfriend, they beat up their boyfriend. You know, they, they get drunk and eat hamburgers on the floor in front of the kids and the kids film it, put it on the Internet. They bang each other and put out the tape of them banging each other. You know, all these kind of things that you would think would make people feel shame and decide, oh, I ain't going to act like that anymore. But no, nowadays you just can't make certain people ashamed. And it's a shame that you can't shame people funny thing about it is if you actually did the asshole thing and actually put the word asshole on someone's forehead and on someone's car and on someone's house, there'd be people that actually thought that was, they thought that was cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it. If a person's a real stone cold asshole, they really don't care about anybody else. For the most part, they really don't care what anybody thinks. They really don't care how they treat anybody. They really don't care what their perception is. And if you're an asshole on their forehead, so what? They know they're an asshole. And now you know too. But it's a pretty cool thought, isn't it? Right? That would be kind of fun to actually do that to somebody. Put the asshole stamp across their stupid heads. I don't think I've ever actually had. I don't think I've ever done anything bad enough where people would actually put an asshole stamp on my forehead. I mean, I've never cut anybody off in traffic. Not intentionally. I do care about what people think. Not to the point where I'm going to do something I'm not I'm not a punk, but I do care what people think. I want people to be happy. I don't, you know, but you know, who knows? <laughs> With my luck, I would actually You know, get to the point where I was powerful enough to actually have that happen. To actually have the the power to make people have to write the word asshole across their forehead. And then I would become drunk with power. And then I would, yes, I have changed society, damn it. I've made the word asshole become a punishment. You will now have to take the asshole stamp because of my ideas, my thoughts, me, 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 me. And then I'd have to get the asshole stamp on my forehead because I was then acting like an asshole. And I'd wind up getting the worst of it because, hey man, S. Anthony's the one that came up with the nationwide punishment of putting asshole on people's heads because they're assholes. And now he got that shit on his head. (laughs) That's what you get for inventing it, man. (laughs) That's what you get. (laughs) Are you taunting me because I now have the word asshole stamped on my forehead? Do you make fun of me? Because I, the person who came up with the idea now, ironically, has is is subject to the punishment that I've created. Is that why you're mocking me? Yeah, i mocking you. You know what that makes you, don't you? Oh, shit. Yep, bring the stencil. Get him. Damn it. I shouldn't have mocked him. At least not in public. Damn it. Now I got the damn asshole stamp on my forehead. This is bullshit. <laughs> but it would be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, it's so much fun. It's really, really annoying looking at the Supreme Court, the one that we're stuck with, and quite frankly, there's always been problems with it. I never liked the idea of a Supreme Court to begin with with lifetime appointments. Whenever you give someone lifetime appointments, they tend, I mean, it's just human nature for some people. I shouldn't even say human nature. That's a bad thing to say. But it's the nature of some people when they get in power and they know that the power cannot be taken away from them for them to change into something else. You know? We're at the point now where we pretty much know exactly how the Supreme Court is going to rule on things. Now, that should be a good thing. It should be a good thing to know how the Supreme Court is going to rule on things. And by that, I mean we should have nine justices, all nine, that essentially do what is best, what is fair, what is honest, and are above reproach. That You can't get to them. You can't make them lean one way or another. They don't allow their own personal ideology to affect the decision. That would be wonderful if that actually happened, but it does not. We see this on a regular basis with this particular Supreme Court, and like I said, it's happened before. You can go back and check the records, and you'll see it happening on a regular basis. The simple fact that it matters who appoints a Supreme Court justice is, to me, basically, is an indictment on the system itself. It shouldn't matter who the president is. It shouldn't matter at all who puts somebody on the Supreme Court, because these guys and gals should be doing a job, a job of what is right and what is fair. But essentially what we have is just a bunch of people in robes who are no better than the than the, uh, the lobbyists and no better than the politicians. Because what they do is they push their agenda again and again and again. you have seen it today recently with the Supreme Court and Hobby Lobby case and places and things of that nature. And the Obamacare, uh, some stripping some of the things from Obamacare and, and uh, uh, voters, uh, voter ID. Come on. People died for the for the right to vote, died for the right to not have to go through poll taxes and all these other ridiculous things. And changing the times, oh, you can't vote on Sunday because that's when a lot of Black people vote. Well, you can't vote at this location because a lot of Latinos vote there. Well, you can't, but you can't vote now because you can't do this and you can't just basically, literally, aggressively attacking people's right to vote. The day that the decision was made, a bunch of states went, we can stop black people from voting by making it very, very difficult. Fantastic. They, I mean, think about that. They could have waited a couple of months. You know, they could have waited. They could have waited a while. They did it on the day, which means they were sitting there going, we got to stop them from voting. We got to start at the second. They have those paper on my desk because the second things turn, I'm going to stop everybody from voting that doesn't think or look like me. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did it's an amazing thing to watch politicians and judges behave on the bad end of what human nature actually is. It's a shame, but quite frankly, what's more a shame is the simple fact that we have the power to stop most of this. I mean, when you think about politicians, politicians didn't just spring up out of nowhere. (laughs) You know, we put them there. You know, and we keep putting people in place that just don't give a crap. And then when we have people that are good folk who actually give a crap about people who actually want to do good things, we put little, we put a a one in at a time into a room full of vipers. You could put the most healthy person in the world, the most fit person in the world. He could have martial arts training, but put him in a room full of rattlesnakes. And guess what happens? He gets bit a bunch of times and then the poison infects him that's what we we get right now in government you could take a person who was a good person and put him in there and he or she will try to do good things and what happens all of the sleaze bags that are around will poison them now even if they can't get them to change who they are and behave differently what they can do and what they do do and what they will do and what they continue to do is to make it difficult for them to do their job you know the job we hired them to do and whose fault is that whose fault is that I just moving some cables around while I'm talking. Don't worry about it. That's what the sound, the sound <laughs> you're hearing. <laughs> I'm actually moving my computer over so I can get closer to the microphone. But that's the thing, man. I mean, who, who, whose fault is it that we get these people in there? Whose fault is it that we get these judges? The simple fact that it matters who appoints a judge, it matters is an indictment on the system itself. Every time I turn, open up the newspaper, newspaper, like I read newspapers, I guess technically I'm opening a newspaper when I flip the top up on my laptop and then go to the newspaper. So I guess technically it's the same thing. But all we ever see is people uh, in power, uh, politicians and judges doing things that hurt the uh, the majority of people. And what that says to me is, um, you see the extremists, even though they're louder than everyone else and the people in power, even though they're louder than everyone else, They still are dwarfed by the numbers of the rest of us. They're they're dwarfed. But if you notice, people will go, well, the polls say that 60% of the American public, the polls say 65% of the American public, the polls say 70% of the American public, the polls say, and the polls say this and the polls say that. But then when it comes time to vote, what happens? The extremists win because they actually show up. Seriously. If you had a house with 10 people in it, and three of the people were loud, obnoxious assholes, would you just sit there and let them mess your house up? Or would you have the other seven of you go, listen, there's seven of us, there's three of you, get out. you throw them the hell out. You wouldn't just sit down and go, well, I guess it's okay. I mean, I don't want to get up. I mean, I, know, I really don't like guys peeing on my carpet, but... You know, I don't want to have to get up right now. I want to finish eating this sandwich. You know, you know, somebody else will stop him from peeing on the carpet. You know, somebody else will stop him from throwing a chair through the window. Somebody else will stop him from pouring lighter fluid on the wall and setting it on fire. Someone else will stop him. No, they won't. Everybody's thinking the same thing. Somebody else will stop him. Oh, that person's a crazy politician. Nobody's going to vote for that guy. (laughs) He has no chance or she has no chance. I'm not even going to bother to vote. They're going to lose anyway. Oh, shit, they won. That's what happens. There are more good people than people who do bad things. That's fact. There are more people that care than people that don't care. That's a fact. It just is. But the only problem is the people that care don't care enough to get up and do something. And since we don't get up and do something, since we don't send a couple of bucks to a a politician that we care about, since we don't hold their feet to the fire when they get into the job, since we don't give a a president that we like, if you like the president, a Congress and, and a Senate, that will actually help him, him or her move along their agenda if you don't demand that you put judges on the court that are fair that don't care about the color of a person's skin, don't care about their sex, don't care if they don't know how to spell their name because it's a, a name that was uh, that's origins from uh, from another country country, doesn't care what the person's religion is, they just look at the facts and make a decision based on that. Now, if we don't if we if we don't have that, we ain't got anybody else to blame but ourselves and the longer we wait, The deeper the hole gets, you know, if if we're having a race, you and me, and you watching me put obstacles in front of you and you're looking at the person that's with the starting gun and you can look at the clock and you realize there's a short amount of time before the race starts and you don't stop this person from putting obstacles in front of you. How do you think you're going to do when it's time to race? You're jumping over hurdles. This person isn't. This person is now jumping on a motorcycle. You're still jumping over hurdles. Who's going to hit the finish line first? You or that person? It's all up to us. It's all up to us. You got to do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're going to get what you get. And that's your fault. I've actually driven people to the polls and taken people to the polls. I've done that. I've actually volunteered. I've actually sent bread in. I'm not a rich guy, but I sent in a few bucks because I, you know, to help out. If you see something wrong, you got to do something about it. Can't sit back and complain. Now, technically, yes, you do have the right to complain if you, if you, if, uh, because in this, in this country, we have the right of, of free speech. Now you also have to deal with the consequences of the free speech, but you still have the right to speak freely. But even though you have the right to speak freely, if horrible things happen, if you lose this and you lose that and this doesn't happen and bad things happen to you and you didn't vote, you didn't speak up, you didn't do anything. You have the right to talk. But you have to know somewhere in your mind, in your brain, in your heart, you have to know you really need to shut the fuck up. Because you're whining and complaining and you didn't do anything. Right. Shut the fuck up. I mean, like I said, you have the right to talk. I have the right to say shut the fuck up because you didn't do anything. That's why you have judges doing what they're doing right now. That's why you have a Congress that's doing what it's doing right now. That's why you have a Senate that's doing what it's doing right now. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what you get. And if you don't like what the president's doing, uh, whatever president. I happen to like some of the stuff this guy's doing because I voted for him twice and volunteered and all of that kind of crap. I did all of that stuff. But I knew when you get I know when you get office you're never gonna be able to do all the things you wanted to do or, or dreamt about doing. It's not gonna happen because you're gonna have an opposing party and they're gonna do everything they can to stop you. Not like they're doing right now, which is ridiculous, and yes, there is racism involved, and if you think there isn't racism involved and in some of the things they're doing through this president, go look up denial in a dictionary. And if you notice there's a mirror there so you can take a look at yourself because you're a picture of denial. Seriously. But everybody talks about the system And, you know, a lot of times you get into wonky conversations with people that really understand politics to an intricate uh, understanding of politics. And quite frankly, I don't care about the wonky conversation. Do I understand it? Yes. But let's talk about what's really important. It's not about the laws. It's about the people making the laws. Because if you notice, whenever there's some kind of national tragedy or some tragedy overseas and we need to get something done quickly, people will rush back to Washington. People will cancel their vacations. People will stop, leave leave dinner with their wives and husbands. People will stop whatever they're doing, get back, vote, get it done, and then get their photo op and then leave. That's because they're motivated to do something. And that's the speed which which things can change if you have the right people in place who are going to do good things. But if you notice... When it's not something where they're motivated from the outside, by something crushing pressure, they don't do anything but fight and stall. Can't blame the system. Got to blame the people you put in the system. Can't blame you know you can't blame the Corvette because the Corvette has the capability of going 140 miles an hour. You got to blame the guy who drank drunk 16 glasses of vodka and then got behind the wheel of a car. That's who you blame. You got to blame that guy. Can't blame the car. All I'm going to say, and this is very, very important, is these are the people we're stuck with because we we didn't do anything. And I don't want to complain anymore. I want to do something. I want to make sure we have a court, a Supreme Court and all courts that are full of people that are actually going to be fair, that are actually not going to be bought and sold like whores. And until we do something and stop these bastards from doing this kind of crap, you're going to get the world and the judges and the life that they want you to have. It's time to take control, my friends. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you bastards. That has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you guys very much. You've been coming back every week. You've been bringing people with you. I appreciate it. Much, much love to you. Um, The home base of the podcast, of course, is asanthonysays.podbean.com. I am also on Stitcher Radio tune in radio and uh itunes so if you're in if you're on any of those please give me a listen and if you like what you hear say some wonderful things give me a give me a good rating shop me out on your uh your social networking sites and things of that nature and uh the the email is the s anthony says podcast at gmail.com i just want to say once again much love to you all i appreciate the support i should i appreciate the kind words i really do uh Really do It really does feel good to hear the stuff that you say and to get that love back from you guys. I really appreciate that. So, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, this is S. Anthony. Well, that's what my friends call me. My friends call me S. Anthony. My name's S. Anthony Thomas. You can call me S. Anthony because you're friends, damn it. This is S. Anthony. Much love to you all. See you next week. S. Anthony out. Go!